My pleasure to welcome now to the show a former top-flight European footballer and now a top-flight sports analyst in the Dutch Premier League with Feyenoord, Rotterdam, Chelsea Disseldorp. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Ah, great to have you back, Charles. Now, um, hey, of course, you are there situated in the Netherlands, which is just a magnificent country. Uh, the last few times you've been on the show, you've been keeping us posted with how things have been uh, with regards to COVID. Uh, the Netherlands is one of the first countries in Europe to really start to feel the pinch in this latest uh, wave of cases. Uh, Chelsea, how are things there? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, not that good. So related to our last uh, chat, the last episode, uh, all the regulations uh, um, are still there. Um, so the stadiums are still empty, uh, which is, uh, of course, quite uh, painful. Uh, a little bit positive is that, all, is that the infections are a little bit lower now compared to last week, but still way too high. Uh, same counts for the, the people that are in the, in the hospital. Um, so related to, to sports, uh, besides the empty stadiums, only the like, top level uh, competitions are going on. Um, so um, for, for all the other uh, uh, people, you're not allowed to uh, exercise, or go to a gym or go to uh, uh, a soccer field after five o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So you can only uh, exercise from five in the morning to five in the afternoon. And so okay. a lot of a lot of teams are training in the evening, so that also counts for me. So even the like uh, the highest non-professional leagues are suspended now, and you can only train in the weekend. So it's not yeah you're not able to play uh, uh, yeah. play matches. So yeah, the the lower levels like the, the very the non-professional levels, they they just play on Saturday or Sunday and they they don't train now. Um, yeah. So that that's more related to the sport. So yeah, a lot of competitions uh, on. The non-professional, non-elite level are uh, yeah, suspended or stopped currently. Uh, hopefully, they they con can continue again somewhere in January. Um, but yeah, uh, nobody knows. Um, mm. So it's winter time over here, so that makes it worse. Yeah. So uh, mm. yeah, it's 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 nice to talk about uh, sport and data than uh, than to talk about COVID. But yeah, we all we all have to uh, all have to deal with it. And yeah, uh, luckily. Uh, over there in, in Australia, uh, where, where it's, 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 it's nice weather, somewhere uh, yeah, you are currently allowed to, to, to do a little bit more than you, you yeah. were allowed to like uh, a couple months ago, so you can uh, uh, travel uh, uh, to other places. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, actually, you wouldn't believe this, Chelsea. Um, I think last week or maybe two episodes ago, we talked about cricket, about the sport of cricket. But there's a, a major series going on between Australia and England at the minute called The Ashes. It's like the biggest uh, contest in cricket. And the Australian captain got ruled out of this current match because on the morning of the first day of the match, it turned out he had been in contact with someone who had covid and so as a result of being a close contact, he had to isolate for seven days. He wasn't allowed wow. to play. So he had to go back to the hotel, lock himself inside, and never return for a week. So, I mean, yeah, it's 
It's it's a, it's a it's a hell of a thing. Hey, as you said, let's talk about happy things. So, your uh, what what you guys are doing at Feyenoord Rotterdam is extraordinary, and and throughout you know the Netherlands with regards to your football in terms of your academy program and the way that you are identifying and bringing in the next generation of talented footballers that are going to dominate Europe. Can you tell us the way that you're using technology and analysis uh, to bring this about, please? Yeah, definitely, and. In, in, in the last episodes, we, we talked a lot about using data uh, to engage fans or for stadium innovations or mm. uh, what we're doing on, um, for the first squad on, on the top level. But uh, like, like you mentioned, we, all have, we also have the academy. So all mm. professional teams, uh, if it's football or cricket or rugby, they I think they, they, they almost all have an academy. We have mm. a lot of young players starting from a very young age. Um, with the aim to to develop some talent so they can play in the first squad and after that can make a, a great transfer so you get uh, uh, money from it. Um, so it's it's uh, like sportive and financial uh, win to uh, to develop a great talent. Um, and also related to that, there's a lot of data you can use um, yeah, to see if somebody um, will be the next talent. So you have a lot of different aspects, so you, you can talk about things or you can you can get a data that's happening on the pitch. Um, so during matches and some tactical data or the GPS data um, or they uh, the, like the, the distance they travel, the, the meters, the kilometers they, they, they make, uh, their heart rate. So that's mainly tactical or performance data. Um, now we are also doing um, a lot of tests, uh, like speed tests or um, some other uh, performance-related metrics. Um, but, but that's mainly on the pitch. But you also have the more like the mental and cognitive aspect huh? um, of a player. Um, and and yeah, maybe that, that's something more out of the box. So uh, when, when players are uh, uh, yeah, having a young age, they, they like to play a lot of computer games as well um, yeah. because it, it's... It's our like normal human humans, um, and uh, we're also using that to um, yeah to see uh, what the abilities of player are related to their reaction uh, speed um, and the way of thinking. And so when they play a game, they are monitored how they play it and, and where they look and that kind of things. Um, so it's it's yeah maybe a little bit out of the box, and that's just one single aspect of. Yeah. Uh, the total picture of a player. That's incredible, Chelsea. So you are, you know, monitoring and, and having a, a situation where young uh, prospective talent players will be there and they will play a computer game and you'll monitor all those different things, as you say, where they're looking, uh, their reaction times, their movements. What what sort of insights are you able to get from that? I just find that so interesting, you know, that you take something that, you know, these kids would be doing anyway for fun, but you're able to then garner information from that that can help give you a clearer picture of what their future might be like as a, a top flight football. That's amazing. Uh, what, what sort of stuff are you getting from it? Yeah, um, it's quite important that you have a lot of football intelligence uh, as a player mm. and every position on the pitch is... is um, uh, asking for a different kind of thinking, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, so you can relate it to that, uh, the way somebody is playing. Um, is they playing very defensive or more in an attacking way? Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, is his uh, mind able to uh, 
think that fast that is required to to play a game in a very high uh, sp uh, speed tempo. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, like like I said, it's just one aspect. Um, some some other very simple example is uh, the length of a player. So a player can be very uh, tall uh, when he's having a certain age. Um, yeah. But how is he developing uh, uh, the full body? And so a lot of uh, like periodic periodically the the length and the weight of a player are, are um, get it. And that's, that's a very simple thing. But if you monitor that in, after a long period, and if you do some tests, and uh, we have a very professional uh, like medical and performance uh, stuff. Um, mm. So you can also see, yeah, you can kind of predict the the length of a player. And for example, for a goalkeeper, <laughs> for a goalkeeper that's quite important. Yeah, of course, um, absolutely. Yeah, and and if yeah, if you 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 will have the feeling that that the goalkeeper is not uh, yeah uh, getting the length that that's kind of required. Uh, yeah, it might be worth it to uh, yeah further to say goodbye or to see if if there's another position when he's very young uh, to go to to go for. Um, yeah. And that's also related to the total picture. So a player can be a very good player on like four of the five great bigger aspects. But if one of these um, is kind of at risk and it can be at risk because it's, it should be way better or maybe there's a big risk for injuries, yeah, you can um, yeah, make sure that yeah, somebody, something is changing related to the personal training style or um, mm. yeah, and uh, yeah, that's something um, also from the last years together a lot of data of a player to bring it all together uh, to have a full picture of the player and make a personal development plan on all these uh, aspects so not only for the uh, like the players of the first squad but start uh, at a young age because yeah you, you invest a lot in these players um yeah like every team is having around 20 players in the academy um if they're playing on the, the full pitch so the there are um and if you have the age of like six, seven, you can be part of the academy and you can be yeah. there for maybe for 10 years. But at the end, uh, yeah, you are not good enough because it's, it's yeah. very tough to, to reach the first team. But yeah, totally. you've, you've played there for 10 years and, and a club invests a lot in you related to time and money. So even if there is a small thing you can change, which makes the chance bigger uh, to reach the first team, yeah, you should go yeah. for it. Absolutely. And that's the amazing thing about what you're doing, this sports intelligence that you bring to the table is you're helping these players be able to get the absolute best out of themselves. You know, you're able to give those clinical cutting edge insights that you can, you know, then apply. And hopefully these players can truly make it to the top level. I love I love what you're saying. And as I said, you know, just the practicality of being able to take something like you know it's like uh, someone who's learning to fly a plane you know the the time they spend in flight simulation being able to do essentially the same but with regards to football with with their ability to computer games you monitor and then gain those insights i love it um chelsea I, i've loved having you on the show this is our last show uh before christmas last show for 21 uh, it's just been bloody awesome having you on getting your intelligence you know your you're a real star operator of the sports technology scene throughout Europe. Uh, the conferences that I've been lucky enough to to be at in, in Amsterdam, you're always one of the star turns of the event. And to have you on this show is a, is a big honor for the show and for the audience in Australia. We just love listening to you. Um, hey, what about Christmas? So what's going on? Does Santa Claus come to the Netherlands or do you have someone else? Who, who gives the presents in, in the Netherlands? You got Santa? <laughs> 
Yeah, you... yeah. First of all, I also uh, like to say that I love to be on the shows, and and I also love to uh, listen to all the uh, the other fantastic experts uh, you were having over there. So that yeah, there are definitely great shows so far. And um, yeah, and then related to Santa, uh, yeah. yeah. Every year here in the Netherlands, we hope for a white Christmas, um, but yes. it, has, it has been a very long time ago that we uh, had a white Christmas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking to the to the weather forecast, I don't think we we do have a white Christmas this year. Uh, um, but yeah, we celebrate it with family, friends, and a, a lot of food and drinks and and some like presents and a lot of lights and. It's 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 quite early already dark here, so uh, yeah. a lot of lights and, and Christmas trees and, and uh, indeed Santa is coming coming to town, oh. Christmas songs <laughs> and yeah it, it's it, yeah I think it's it's especially over here it's it's a very uh, yeah winter time winter uh, fast Christmas so it, it might mm. be a little bit strange for European um, uh, people to celebrate it uh, in in Australia when it, it's very warm. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, you're used to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 the polar opposite, literally. Hey, um, what what in Dutch? How do you say Merry Christmas? Vrolijk Kerstfeest. Oh, I, well, I wish. <laughs> I Vro- wish. For how do I say? Vrolijk, which means kind of. Vrolijk means happy, and then. Vrolijk. Kerstfeest. Is the Christmas party so vrolijk Kerstfeest? Vrolijk Christmas. <laughs> well, I wish oh, all of your, I, yeah, I wish all of the Dusseldorf family, all your family, all your friends, and all of our great mates in the Netherlands, vrolijk Christmas. Uh, I wish you all a merry Christmas, um, Chelsea. I I can't wait to have you back on the show in twenty two. Thank you so much for your time, and um, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and get out of lockdown soon. I hope everything is great ASAP there in your beautiful country. Yeah, thanks a lot, and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for you and all the listeners as well. And uh, hope uh, we will uh, speak, speak later in a, in a healthy state, all of us. Yes, I know. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>